you start the year off fine. And welcome to the Daily Calendar Podcast. Today is February 7th, Friday, 2020. 2020. 2020. My name is Bob Mayer, and I am here with the beautiful Carrie. The Mayors. The Mayors. The Mayors are here. We're here to give you some uh, tips, trivia, words, Conversation starters. Things to make your normal days not so boring. Ripped from the daily calendars that you have probably already shoved in a drawer somewhere and forgot that you received in your stocking for Christmas. Exactly. Right. And we saved them. We stole them from you. We did. We came into your house, we took them out of the drawers, and now we have all of your daily calendars. So, first one is today in history. Today in history, Bob, Friday, well, not Friday, February 7th, 1964. Okay. Guess who arrived in New York for the first time? The Pilgrims. 1964, Bob. The 60s. Who arrived in New York for the first time? The hippies. The Beatles. Oh, the Beatles. The Beatles. They came in hot, right? They did, yeah. And they just didn't go away either for a long time. They never left. So do you know what their first hit single was? Oh, man. I probably should. You definitely should. Um, I was just uh, singing it before we started the podcast. Uh, Yellow Submarine. No. Octopus Garden. No, those are later. Let it be. Love Me Do. Dang Do you know how it goes? Yep, I know how it goes. All right. So that is Today in History. Today in History, the Beatles arrive in New York. Well, let me... uh, On the track of history, Mm -hmm. let's do a fact or crap. Okay. And we're going to go to England here, too. Okay. At the end of Lady Godiva's famous naked ride through the streets of Coventry, England, to protest high taxes, she was arrested for being a witch. This is fact. Fact or crap? I feel like it's crap. It is crap. Okay. I don't know why, but I just feel like it is. It just seems like too much, too much going on. Nope. It was crap. Witchcraft was never part of Lady Godiva's legendary ride. She rode a horse, not a broom. She what? She rode a horse, not a broom. Oh. Okay. So that that should have been obvious to you. Right. Okay. Well, I said I got it right, so it was obvious to me. But we're going to stick with London, England. Wow. I know. It's good when that all works out, right? Right. We had the Beatles. We had Lady Godiva. In Coventry, we went to Coventry Gardens. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So London, England. And I actually am disappointed that we did not visit this place when we were there because I heard it was pretty great. Or I hear it's pretty great. What place was it? The Church Hill War War Rooms. Oh, right. Yeah. Which War Rooms is very challenging to say. So that's actually... War Room. War room. War rooms. War room. War rooms. More rooms. 
Right. It's very hard to say. So if you want to um, do an annoying conversation starter, you can just have ask someone to say war rooms three times fast, and it's very hard. But um, as the Battle of Britain sent rockets raining on London, England's leadership... Oh, as the Battle of Britain sent rockets raining on London, England's leadership withdrew to a network of reinforced concrete bunkers below Westminster. Although a direct strike would still have collapsed the warren of low-ceiling rooms, the complex was safer than the offices above ground, and the Prime Minister, Winston Churchill, and his officials met here 115 times over the course of the conflict. So, there you have it. Um, so yeah, today visitors can go there in the Imperial War Room. They can tour the map room. They can see where the clerks recorded troop movements, view the tiny closets containing Churchill's direct telephone to the U.S. president. Who was who, Bob? Roosevelt. You got it. Uh, so it seems like it'd be a very interesting place to go. I mean, we saw it in a few movies. Yeah. And it's definitely because he's had a few movies come out over the last couple of years. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But we did not make it. Well, I'll tell you what. If I was caught in that situation, I would certainly get the collie wobbles. Oh, that does sound like a the very, word of the day. That sounds like an English word, collie wobbles. The word of the day is collie wobbles. It is a pain in the abdomen and especially in the stomach, a bellyache. Allie developed an unfortunate case of the collie wobbles after binging on junk food at the carnival that afternoon. I definitely want to use the word collie wobbles because it sounds kind of funny, and I do oftentimes get oftentimes get belly aches. So now I'm just gonna say, oh, I've got I've got the collie wobbles. Yeah, like I gotta go home. I got the collie wobbles, and they'll be like, oh, geez, man, you better get out of here. We don't want the collie wobbles. That also sounds like something that would be in a kid's book. It does. Like a Dr. Seuss book. Was that a British word or an English word? I don't know. Does it, will it tell you? Does it say on the back? Uh, yes, it does. You don't have to read the mm-hmm. whole thing, but does it say if it's an English word? or Folk entomology. Uh, it's from Latin. Latin. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. From right. cholera. Oh, cholera. Cholera? Yeah. Ooh, speaking of cholera... That makes me think of babies. <laughs> right? Don't they get cholera? I think they get colic or something. Oh, what's cholera? Like a virus? Okay. Well, never or mind. Or bacteria? Well, that's dark. I didn't mean to start off that way. But anyways, so tell me the percentage of American babies that are named after their relatives. Well, I think it's high. Um, it's probably more than 50%. Mm, let's go 60%. True. But I yeah. think you saw the paper because I had it on. What? Yes. No. 60% of American babies are named after the relatives. Yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, I figured you did. I was trying to sound really smart, though. I know. I saw that, but I saw what you were doing, and I realized that you had seen it already. Yeah. Well, speaking of babies. Okay. What's your poop telling you? <laughs> Life expectancy. Did you know the life expectancy for a toilet is 50 years? About the same as for a gorilla. Okay. 50 years is a long time. 
Yeah. I mean, technically, we would only need two toilets our whole life. Wow. Well, you don't often hear of people buying new toilets. No. I mean, you get comfortable with it, and it's like you just don't want to let it go. The only reason why the toilet business must do well is because so many new places are built that need toilets. Yeah, and there's, like, innovations in toiletry as well. But there's not that much innovation in toiletry. Well, there's I not. mean, uh, bidets. No, that's not innovation. That's like, been around forever. Oh. So, speaking of something that's been around forever, let's do a Jeopardy question. The category is fabrics and textiles for 1200 Cotton is a traditional fabric for this activity of making blanket blankets into colorful art. Cotton is a traditional fabric for this activity of making blankets into colorful art. What is quilting? That would be correct, Bob. Nice. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Mark it down. Nice. Mark it down. I just did. Have you ever quilted before? I have quilted before. When I was younger. Did you make any quilts? Yes, I've quilted. What do you have? Well, tell me about the quilts that you made. (laughs) Okay. Do you know what cats don't like? What? Quilts? No, I think they probably love quilts, actually. Cats don't like you, Bob. (laughs) Cats love me. What are you talking about? Every animal loves me. Cats don't like to drink water that is too close to their food. This is a life life hack, folks. Move your cat's water away from where you feed them or designate another location for drinking water in the house. This promotes good hydration and helps prevent kidney disease, a common issue in older cats. I actually did not know that, and... I feel like most people put their water near their cat's food. Yeah. I mean, we definitely put our water near our dog's food. Do dogs have the same issue? I don't think dogs care. Cats are so fickle and funny, aren't they? Yeah. They just have their own little, like, quirks. Like, that's such a quirky thing to do. Yeah. Like, I don't want to drink water that's too close to my food. Yeah. So I'm going to give myself kidney disease when I'm older because right. I don't want to drink it. That sounds like something a cat would do just to spite you. They are quirky little beings, aren't they? Yeah. So there's actually an interesting daily extra on this. Okay. Which I think everybody's going to want to know. Well, I certainly do. In a jiffy is a common slang term for quickly or a moment. But jiffy is also a unit of measurement in physics. Okay. Did you know that? No, of course I didn't. First proposed by scientist Gilbert Newton Lewis, a jiffy is equal to the time it takes light to travel one centimeter. So the time it takes light to travel one centimeter is called a jiffy. It's called a jiffy. So when people say, I'll be back in a jiffy. That means literally they'll be back right immediately. (laughs) I'm going to start saying that to you. I'll say, bye, Bob. I'll be back in a jiffy. Hi, Bob. I'll be like, can you make it a couple million jiffies, please? <laughs> All right, let's do the quote, the 365 most important things ever said. Is that the name of this daily calendar? That's right. Ready? Love can smack you like a seagull. 
and pour all over your feet like junk mail. You can't be ready for such a thing any more than saltwater taffy gets you ready for the ocean. That was by writer Daniel Handler, who had a nom de plume, which was Lemony Snicket. Oh, Lemony Snickets. And he wrote a series of unfortunate events was one of his big things. Yeah, there was a movie about that with Jim Carrey. There was. I need a gnome de plume. Yes. I actually have one, but it's a bad one. What is it? Phil Owens. God, that's terrible. So you went from Bob Mare to Phil Owens? Oh, wow. That's so crazy, Bob. I know. I said I need a better one. You You need to implore people to vote in on what your nom de plume should be because you just picked two, like... Midwestern names or something. Phil Owens? <laughs> I always like the name of Phil. Okay, well. So, okay, so I'll have to think of something else. Maybe peppery... Lemony Snicket. Yeah, so maybe peppery... something. Good job. Peppery is a good first name, though. Peppery Ranch. Peppery Ranch. That's my number. Also, very Midwestern. (laughs) All right. What is your last one that you have for us? How to win Flint. Flins. I love Flins. Flins are amazing. It's been a while since I've made a new Flint. I have no Flins at all right now. We need to go out more and make some new Flins. We do. Yes, we do. Our old Flins are just getting. Our old Flins are. They're getting boring. They're getting. They're getting. They're getting. They're getting too boring. So. Let's, uh, let's see what this says here. When we are right, let's try to win people gently and tactfully to our way of thinking. And when we are wrong, and that will be surprisingly often. If we are honest with ourselves, let's admit our mistakes quickly and with enthusiasm. Not only will that technique produce astonishing results, but believe it or not, it is a lot more fun under the circumstances and trying to defend oneself. So this is a very great, great tip. So can I have this, Bob, please? Let me hold, let me take that one. So I will say that I do this often and I will actually say you do as well. So when we are right, let's try to win people gently and tactfully to our way of thinking. That isn't the part that really rings true here. But it's when we're wrong, and that will be surprisingly often if we're honest with ourselves. Let's admit our mistakes quickly and with enthusiasm. Because I will say that both of us fight to the death. No, I don't think so. I think we have. I think we're, we, we readily admit that we're wrong. I don't think so. Not, I think not, so. Not I think we just people just tend to focus on... The negative and like the times that we don't because those are more memorable when we admit that we're wrong it's over and done with and it's there's nothing memorable about it you know so i feel like you're doing it right now no i'm not doing it right now what i'm doing right now is i'm trying to explain to you the right way of thinking so that's what i mean so that thank you 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 illustrated perfectly what i was talking about so you're saying i have to more softly so you're supposed to more softly say we, if, if you know you're right, and honestly, most people feel like they're right, but they oftentimes are wrong a lot. I mean, I know I'm wrong a lot, and sometimes yeah. I'll be like, oh, shoot, I know I'm wrong, but I'm just like, I'm going to try to get myself out of the situation. I should just be like, oh, I'm not right right now. And well, I feel like most of the time, 
both people are wrong. And the truth is somewhere in between. Or what is right is somewhere in between or somewhere beyond what they're both saying. So I think oftentimes two wrong people are arguing with each other about who's right and neither of them are right. And they they should both just admit that they're wrong. So why don't you just admit admit that you're wrong right now? (laughs) And we can move on. Why don't you admit you're wrong? Because I'm not about this. Well, that's what I mean. So you're not like gently winning me over. Oh, okay. So I'll say that I'm right and you're wrong and then we'll move on. But no, what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. It's true. I'm just saying in general, it's very hard to admit when you're wrong. And it's very hard when you know you're right to do it in a very kind of humble way. Yeah, it is. It is it's very hard. hard. It's hard because you oftentimes are coming off of a fight. So that's why we're having all these problems in politics and things like this today, because people just aren't willing to just give a moment to the fact that they aim could be wrong and if they are right nobody wants to be smacked over the head by it yeah this is actually a very important piece to relating to people so i'm sure we'll edit part of this out because it kind of went on for a while but i think that it's an important conversation piece yeah well it's tough to be wrong when you don't consider other points of view or facts that contradict what you believe right you're right, Bob. So Bob, let's so remember right. that. Bob, you're so right. Well, folks, <laughs> I <laughs> think that that's... On that loving note. <laughs> on that loving note. He's going to end uh, when I after, said, Bob, you're so right. <laughs> after we realized that Bob was right all along, <laughs> that is our podcast for today. So have a great Friday. Be nice to people. If Be you're nice right, to people. Be humble. And if you're wrong, just admit it. And folks, if you go out after work today, don't limit don't limit happy to just an hour. Don't what? Don't limit happy to just an hour.